Good day and welcome to CrossFaith Ministries Bible Studies. We're going to continue on in the Gospel of John. <clears throat> Actually, we're going to finish the Gospel of John today, chapter 5. We'll be covering verses 39 through 47. And the title of today's lesson is that Jesus supports his claim. Now, reviewing from last week, last week we, <clears throat> we saw and we learned that Jesus was still in a conversation with the Pharisees, if you remember. Right, And what we said was there was two religious groups in Israel that was basically controlling Israel under the control of the Roman Empire at this time. And those two religious groups were the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And if you remember, the Sadducees, we said, only studied the Torah, the first five books of our Old Testament Bible. They didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in the afterlife. They didn't believe in angels. The Pharisees, on the other hand, the Sanhedrin, they were really the ruling religious leader group out the two. And they studied the Torah. They knew the prophets and studied the prophets. They believed in the afterlife. They believed in angels. They believed in the resurrection. But they also had what we call the oral law, the traditions of the elders, right? Man-made laws and man-made rules that they incorporated themselves, adding on to the commandments of God. Right. So Jesus is in conversation with these people and Jesus is basically telling them that he's God in the flesh. Right. Jesus also told them because they embraced the traditions of the elders. They, they embraced the oral law. He's saying you neglect the truth of God. You neglect the word of God. So they're blinded and they can't hear the voice of God speaking to them. So Jesus is going to continue on today and supports his claim that he is the Messiah, that he is God in the flesh. So with that being said, open up your Bibles to John chapter 5, starting in verse 39, and we're going to read verses 39 through 47 first. It starts off like this in verse 39. You search the scriptures, Jesus says, because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is that they bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me, that you may have life. And I do not receive glory from people, for I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another man comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe? When you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from only God. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe? my words. So let's go back up to verse 39. And what we see in verse 39 is that Jesus tells him here, he says, you search the scriptures. He says, because you think in them that you have eternal life. You see, it is through the word of God, it is through the truth of God that we understand eternal life. That's what Jesus is telling him here, right? And this contains the message of salvation, you can say, right? And it is that they bear witness about me, Jesus says. So Jesus, what he's saying here is that the scriptures 
point towards me. The scriptures reveal me. So he's saying if you really understood the scripture, if you really understand the truth of God and the word of God, you would believe in me. You see these religious leaders, they knew what the Bible said. They knew what the Torah said, right? But they failed to apply its word to their lives. See, they knew the scriptures and they knew the teachings of the scriptures, but they failed to see the Messiah that the prophets spoke about and that the prophets pointed to. You see, they they knew and they put more emphasis on their man-made rules than they really did the truth of God, the word of God. And because of this, they missed their savior. See, they put more emphasis on religion, you can say, right? Their man-made rules, their man-made laws, the oral law, than really the truth of God. They refused to let the Son of God change their lives. Now, what about you? See, are you letting religion stand in your way to a relationship with our Lord and Savior? Amen. Verse 40. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So he's saying here is this. If you reject me, basically what he's telling them, if you reject me, you reject the Torah. And why did Jesus say this? See, remember in, in our previous studies about the religious leaders. See, they've been, they've been putting more emphasis on their man-made laws, the traditions of the elders, the oral law, you can say. And because of this, they neglect the truth of God. They neglect the word of God. So he's saying, because you neglect me, you're not going to have everlasting life. You're not going to be in the kingdom of God. You're not going to be in my kingdom. And the sad part about this is really today, this is how it really is. Religious people, they put more emphasis on religion. They put more emphasis on man-made rules before they do the word of God, before they do the truth of God, right? You may have somebody that goes to church seven days a week, right? They, they live in church. But they never open a Bible. They don't understand the word of God. They follow their religion. That's exactly what the Pharisees were doing here. Although the Pharisees knew the Bible. But they put more emphasis on their religion, on their man-made laws and rules. There was more word about people following their man-made rules, really, than the commandments of God. Than the truth of God. The commandments of Moses. Verse 41. I do not receive glory from people, Jesus says. So he's talking about his philosophy of life, you can say. Remember, he came into this world to be an example to all of us, right? He's saying here that he didn't come into this world to receive the glory of man. Why? But what did Jesus say? He said, I came to fulfill my Father's will, amen? I came to give him all the glory, to give glory to him, amen? Now I have a question for you. Today, whose approval do you seek? You see, the religious leaders, they enjoy great prestige. And, and people of Israel looked up to the religious leaders. But their stamp of approval meant absolutely nothing to Jesus. See, Jesus, Jesus is only concerned about God's approval and what his father does and what his father says and what the plans of his father is, right? And this should teach us something. This is a great example for us. See, even if the highest officials in the land say, right, approve of your actions, but although your actions are wrong, although your actions 
on, goes against the word of God, then we shouldn't follow that. We shouldn't seek man's approval. We should only seek God's approval. And what you see in, in today's world is that many people seek man's approval. And this world is evil. This world is from the devil, Jesus said. The devil is the father of this earth. But we should never lower our standards and seek man's approval to move up to higher pay or to move up to a position. See, this world chases money. This world chases power. And God says none of that's important. Prestige is not important. What should be important to you is pleasing our Heavenly Father and doing the Father's will. Amen. See, we need to follow truth. We need to do what's right. We need to follow our Heavenly Father. And how we do that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. See, God's approval is the only one that matters. Man's approval should not matter to us. Amen. Verse 42. But I know that you do not have the love of God within you. So Jesus is saying here, I know you. See, Jesus knows all of us. He created us in his own image. So he knows us. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we're fixing to do. He knows our actions, right? And he's saying here that the love of my father, he's telling the Pharisees, they're definitely not in you. Why? Because they're lost. Because they deny truth. And when you deny truth, the love of God is absent from you. Remember, these religious leaders were all about following the commandments of God. And they knew this. They followed it to the T, right? But they put more emphasis on their man-made rules. They put more emphasis on the traditions of the elders, right? Why do I say all that? See, they didn't show compassion. They looked to condemn people first. Is what they did. They looked to see if you broke their law. Not the commandments of God. Their law. And, and, and if, you are, if you follow God. Right? If, if you're a believer in Christ. Amen? What should you be doing? You should take on the character of Jesus. Which is taking on the character of God. You should take on the attributes of Jesus. Which is the same as God. Right? Because Jesus is God in the flesh. Amen? See, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's go back to several lessons. At the, at the lame man at the pool of Bethesda, right? For 38 years, he was lame. No telling how many years he sat at this pool. And he waited for the angel of the Lord to stir up the water, right? But see, that was a problem. He couldn't walk. He was crippled. But yet every day, these Pharisees would pass by this man. And they would see this man who wanted to be healed. So where was the compassion? Where was the mercy on this man to help this man get in the pool? Because every time the, the water would stir, the angel of the Lord would appear. Remember, it wasn't physically. They didn't see it. But it was the water that was stirred up. What would happen? The first person to get in the pool would be healed. And this man was camping out on his mat, on his pallet, the Bible told us, by this pool, waiting for the angel of the Lord to appear because the angel of the Lord would appear in different seasons of the year. And the minute that water would stir up, I can just see, I can just picture this man pulling and dragging himself right on the ground, trying to get into the water because he wanted to be healed. He knew if he can get into this pool of water, this pool of water would heal him. But yet every day, 
The Pharisees would see this man struggling, would see this man wanted to be healed. The hope that he had was to get in this water because this water from the angel of the Lord would heal him. But yet somebody would always beat him to the pool. So year after year after year, this man waited and waited. But what did Jesus do one day? He walks through the sheep gate. He doesn't pick out a sheep. If you remember what the Bible says, he goes straight to this man who's lame. See, according to the law, you had to bring a sacrifice. It was Passover, right? Remember? But Jesus didn't bring a Passover because he goes straight to this man who's crippled. And Jesus asks him, do you want to be healed? And the man says, I struggle to get to the water. I can't never be there first, so I'm never going to be healed. And Jesus tells him, do, do you want to be healed? Because this water will not heal you, but I can. See, Jesus showed compassion. Jesus showed mercy. Jesus showed love to this man. Whereas the Pharisees for years and years and years and years showed no compassion. They showed no what they were worried about, they were worried about their man-made laws, the oral law, the traditions of the elders. That's what they were worried about, right? Let's look at the, the woman caught in the act of adultery, right? What the religious leaders do, they bring her to Jesus. And they say, Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law says to stone her. Well, actually, the law said also this, that it takes two or three witnesses to testify. But right away, what the religious leaders did, they wanted to condemn this woman. And what did Jesus say? <clears throat> Jesus said, if you never sin in your lifetime, then you cast the first stone. Now I'm rephrasing it, right? But that's what Jesus said. And what the Bible tells us happened, that each of those religious leaders, starting with the oldest to the youngest, right? Because the oldest is the wisest. They understood what Jesus was saying here. Because we all have sinned. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. But what did they want to do? They wanted to condemn this woman. Because they broke supposedly the law of Moses. But they really didn't follow the law of Moses. Because they was following their traditions of the elders. Because the traditions of the elders says. If you caught in the act of adultery. Then you automatically get stoned. Right? So where's the mercy? Where's the compassion? Where is the love? You see? So Jesus tells them. He knows them, and they don't have the love of God in them. Why? Because they don't follow the truth. They deny truth, and because they deny truth, they deny or they don't have the love of God in them. Verse 43, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me, he says. So he's saying here that God the Father sent him, but yet because you don't understand truth, because you deny truth, you, you reject me. You deny me. He goes on to say this, that if another comes in his own name, you will receive him. So Jesus is pointing out, because you don't understand the truth, the Torah, the prophets, you are deceived, he says, right? And this is exactly what's going to happen when the Antichrist enters the scene towards the end times. Now remember, we're at the beginning of the end times, people. See, when the Antichrist comes onto the scene, Israel's going to be deceived and they're going to fall right into the devil's trap again. Why? Because they deny truth. They deny the word of God. They don't even believe in the New Testament. But we all know how it's going to end. In the end, what's going to happen? Jesus is going to protect that remnant that flees to Petra. 
He's going to come and he's going to fight for them. He's going to fight for Israel. He's going to defeat the enemies that's coming against his promised land, against his chosen people. Verse 44, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from only God? So he's saying here that if you try to impress man and you neglect the glory that comes from the Father, that's what he's saying here. Now let me ask you a question. Are you trying to seek glory from man? Are you trying to seek glory from people? In other words, are you trying to please man? Or are you an individual that wants to please God and only God alone, that wants to do the will of the Father? See, this type of person, he doesn't seek the glory or the acceptance of man, but only that which comes from the Father, our Heavenly Father. Amen? Verse 45. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. So Jesus, what he's saying here is, they set their hopes on Moses. They set their hopes on the Torah. But you see, in reality, that's what they say, but they really didn't do that. Why? Because they would believe in Jesus if they would have. Now, why do I say this, right? See, there's many places in the law of God that we find that the word of God reveals to us man's insufficiency, we can say. In other words, the word of God in the Torah, it points to our unrighteousness. And it also shows us how to be right with God. And how is that, you might say, through his provision. So what he said, what he's saying here is this, because you don't really understand the word of God correctly, because you deny the truth, then you're going to be judged at the great white throne judgment. See, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you're not going to get to heaven. Because Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, that I am the way and the truth and the life, and that no man, no man comes to the Father but through me and only through me, right? See, they believe in God, the Pharisees, but they deny the truth. They deny Jesus. And Jesus is saying that if you, if you deny me, that judgment is facing you hard. That you're not going to make it to the eternal kingdom of heaven, right? So Jesus is saying, you really didn't believe in Moses. because, And you really didn't believe in the Torah. Because if you would believe in them, then you would believe in me. You see, the Pharisees prided themselves on being true followers of Moses, their ancestor. See, they followed every one of his laws to the T, you could say, to the letter. And they even added some of their man-made rules, the, the oral law, the traditions of the elders. And Jesus was warning them that Moses would have accused them and brought them to fury. That's what Jesus is saying. You see, Moses wrote about Jesus in the Torah. How do I know that? Look up Genesis 3.15. Look up Numbers 21.9. 20, Look at Numbers 24.17. Look at Deuteronomy 18.15. All these scriptures point to Jesus Christ and the cross. Amen. So we see that the Old Testament, in particular Moses and in the Torah, pointed straight directly to the cross. They pointed to Jesus. Yet these religious leaders, they don't see it. Why? Because they put more emphasis, more importance on 
the oral law, on the traditions of the elders, their man-made rules. So the scripture is telling us that if they truly listened and believed in the Torah, if they believed in Moses and what Moses was saying, they would have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They would have known that Jesus was the Messiah. But because they don't, Jesus doesn't have to condemn them, he's saying, to our Heavenly Father. Why? Because Moses already has. That's what he's saying, amen? Verse 46. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me, Jesus says. So Jesus is saying here that Moses spoke about me. He pointed towards me in the Torah. But yet, you still neglect me. Last verse for today, verse 47. But if you do not believe in his writings, how will you believe my words? Now notice what he says here. Notice what he says, my words. You know what this means? This means an outcome, biblically. So what he's saying is this. If you don't understand the outcome, in other words, if you don't understand God's purposes and God's plans, the expectations of God, you can say, all these things outlined in the Torah, Jesus is saying, then, then how are you going to understand that spoken word that brings about that fulfillment? And see, and this is true to us as well. Because we need to understand and we need to apply God's word. We need to apply the truth of God to our daily lives. Why? Because that's what pleases God. That's what will get you into that heavenly kingdom of God. That's when you do that, he reveals truth to you. Why? Because you're applying the word of God to your daily lives. You're applying the truth of God to your daily lives. You're willing to submit to his plan, his will, and his purposes that he has for you. Amen. And that ends our lesson for today. We're going to be back next week and we're going to start a new chapter, chapter six in the Gospel of John. Until next week, we love you guys. We appreciate you turning in, tuning in. Go be a blessing for someone this week. We love you guys. Until next week, God bless.